Welcome to your parent-teacher conference. I'm your host, Coach Cullen, and hopefully today I present another topic from both a parent and teacher's point of view so we can all learn to get along. If you enjoy what you hear, please share the podcast with a friend. Um, Please follow the podcast, rate it if there is an ability to rate the podcast, and please rate it highly. I, I would really appreciate that. If you have any questions, comments, or even ideas for future topics, please reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. For those of you who don't know, this podcast for me is a hobby. It's a good hobby. It keeps my marriage strong because this hobby makes no mess. And my wife doesn't like when my hobbies make a mess. I mean, all it is is a computer and a microphone I'm downstairs in my office. I It's not even noisy because I do this very early in the morning. My family's asleep upstairs in the other corner of the house, so they can't hear me doing this. So the world is good, or the family life is good because of this podcast. So I really do need that encouragement to keep me going. Now, this week in school, I teach in the Northeast. And for those of you who may not know, the Northeast had some of the most strict mitigations for COVID in the country, and especially at schools. And it depended upon the town, right? We, we've all learned that COVID was a political issue. So some regions of my state were very in favor of all the mitigation efforts. Some areas of my state were very against all the mitigation efforts, but we were pretty strict we had to mask. I think we're probably one of the last states to allow our students the choice to wear a mask or not. And that just ended this week. It ended on Monday, first day that a child could come to school without a mask since September of 2020. Now, some school districts voted to keep the masks on. I believe Patterson, New Jersey, I just heard this morning, will continue the mask, I believe, through May. They took a survey of their parents, and the survey came back 63% wanted to continue on with the mask mandate for all students and staff in schools. Our school, my school district where I work, and also school district my children go to, two different districts, it's optional. And on Monday, when we could go into the school without a mask, neither I or my children took a mask with us. We went in maskless. Now, you may be wondering why I made that decision, and I'm going to share it with you. You may not agree. You may have different feelings about this, and that's okay. But here is why I made the decision for myself and my family, my children. Well, I got to be honest, not totally. My wife is a physician assistant, so she defers to me on educational matters. I defer to her on medical matters. Makes sense. And that's why the marriage works. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. But in a summary, here's what we came up with. Myself and my children were wearing cloth masks because that was what you, at least the minimum of what you needed to wear in schools. But the cloth masks, as, as we've seen over time, aren't as mitigating as people think. If you truly want protection, get an N95 type mask. Because that doesn't just protect the other person. Remember in the beginning, it was always, my mask protects you, your mask protects me. Well, N95 and those type of very 
high quality masks, they protect the wearer. So if you want to be protected in school, you really should be wearing an N95. That's the best. So we were wearing cloth masks, and I gotta be honest, as a teacher, I wore a cloth mask because it was easy for me, easier for me to communicate. And it felt better on my face than one of the medical surgeon masks or even the N95s. N95s was very difficult for me to breathe and talk, and I do that a lot. And this wasn't a, a political issue for me. It wasn't like, I'm not wearing a mask anymore because I'm for freedom. No, really, it was efficacy. Most students were wearing cloth masks. They were not wearing the N95 or higher style mask. And one thing you didn't hear anywhere in the country, be it fully masked or fully optional for the whole time, one thing you did not hear a lot of is school spread, like massive school spread of COVID. The stories, I mean, I'm not saying there weren't, but it wasn't like it was an uh, epidemic of school spreading of COVID. And I really attribute that to other mitigation factors. I, I think there were some that were a little more important. One of the major ones was in the school where I teach, and it was the, the filtration system. The circulation of the air, and that, I believe, was, and it seems from what I read, that was probably the biggest mitigation factor to prevent COVID spread in the school. But of course, we were separating desks. I was teaching very differently. I did not have group projects, so you don't have kids in each other's faces every day. Even my classroom setup changed. Before COVID, my, when you walked into my classroom, you would see these lab tables, and kids would sit two to a lab table, and the two lab tables would be pushed together, there might be a desk on the end or another table. And it created like a group. So you would sit in a group with six kids. I couldn't do that during COVID. So they were all separated. There's a mitigation factor, right? I was separating kids or not. You know, it used to be you could talk across the table into another kid's face. You can't do that anymore. The emphasis of washing your hands. You know, you should have always washed your hands. But there was so much emphasis and the availability of um, hand sanitizer like in every classroom. When you walk into my room to your left, there's a cabinet and on top of it, within reach of every student, is a bottle of hand sanitizer. I mean, if one awesome thing can come out of this COVID time is that every school child will wash their hands after they go to the bathroom. And the last mitigation factor were that parents were not sending their kids in sick. Now, I've had several teachers tell me, you know, the, other than COVID, the one thing they noticed last year and this year is that we didn't have the spread of other flus like we typically have. And they attributed that to the mask. And I said, I don't think so. I, I think one of the main things for that was parents were more concerned about sending their child into school with a cold, right? So your kid is sick. You think it may be COVID. You keep them home. They get tested. It's not COVID. You still don't send them to school until their fever breaks or they're not sniffling and coughing. I believe that had a major impact. I want to thank parents. If you're a parent, not a teacher, just a parent, Heck, if you're a parent who is a teacher who kept your kid home when they weren't feeling well just in case, thank you. That played a huge role in not just preventing COVID spread, but preventing spread of the regular flu. 
every flu season, teachers complain about how can how could you send your child to school? They're like blowing and I was constantly, I mean, I remember the days where kids would bring in their own tissues and they make little tissue mounds. So they have to keep on walking over and throwing their tissues out in the garbage. They could do it all at once at the end of class. And you're wondering, why is this kid in school today? And I get it. A lot of it deals with both parents are working. What are you going to do? They're young. You can't leave them on their own. But now there was, in the last two years, there was more of a concern by parents not to send those kids into school. And again, that helped not just stop COVID spread, but I also believe it also helped stop any flu spread. So what was life like in school on the first few days that masks were optional after about a year and a half of masks being mandatory? The kids were acting like it was the first day of school. Now, one of the things that bothered me during this time were teachers were defending mass mandates by saying, it's the adults who really care about it. The kids don't care. They, they don't mind having a mask on. Baloney. That's a lie. That's no, How do you know that? What stats, since you don't have any stats to back that up, I'm going to provide no stats here. I'm just going to provide observation. The kids didn't want the mask on their face for the most part. Now, I will be honest. One of my daughters was concerned about taking the mask off. She's shy, and she said, now, now people can see my face, and that's sad. My daughter's beautiful. She, she shouldn't be concerned about other people seeing her face. But middle school kid, I get it, self-conscious, and you, know, you just pray that she'll grow out of it because, again, she's a beautiful girl. And I recognize there are kids like that, but hiding behind a mask isn't the way to solve that problem. Really getting them comfortable with themselves is the way to solve that problem. Okay, so I don't agree with anybody who said kids were okay with the mask. It was the adults who weren't okay with their mask. It was the parents who weren't okay. That's a, it's just a lie. I would say 97 to 98% of my students chose not to wear a mask in school on the first day, and that continued uh, for the next couple of days. And we'll I, I, mean, I don't see any reason for return any lower than that. If anything, it's going to tick up closer to 100% as we go on through the days. And more parents see there isn't spread of COVID going on in the school. And like I said, there was a general feeling of excitement, like it was the first day of school. That Monday was probably the toughest day for me to manage the classroom because of that excitement. If you didn't, if you rather been in the mask, you wouldn't have been that excited that you don't have the mask on anymore. Majority of the kids did not like the mask, and teachers who were saying that they didn't care were listening more to their own concerns than what the kids were thinking. I know another concern about allowing masks to be optional was the kids who would continue wearing masks would be bullied. Now, in the first couple of days, I've not seen that. Nobody has made a comment, why are you still wearing masks? I mean, maybe they are. Maybe you are talking, but that's not bullying, you know. And I think the child, the parent should explain to the child, if somebody asks you, here's what you say. But nobody's teasing anybody for not wearing a mask. There is a level of respect. We, we just went through two long years of COVID together. Kids know the seriousness of it. 
and they understand why some of their classmates are wearing masks. Now, again, I'm not saying that no bullying happens. There, you know, you may be listening to it and say, that's a lie. I had a bullying incident in my school, and my child was bullied for wearing the mask. And I, that's horrible. That shouldn't happen. And it should be addressed. But we can't go back to 100% masks on because we fear that bullying will take place. We fear that something will happen that may not happen. That's not a good way to set policy. So the best thing to do if someone is bullied because they're wearing a mask is to take that bullying incident seriously and to deal with the child who is teasing the person who's wearing the mask still. The next thing I noticed was that my students looked strange, the ones who were no longer wearing the mask. And I'm sure I look strange to them. Now, it's not like I'm, I'm not making fun of them. But remember, for the first six months of school, I have not seen their faces from the bridge of their nose down to their chin, right? It was, it's basically a mask. And your mind fills in the gap. I think I don't think we realized it, but subconsciously, I believe, again, I'm not a psychologist, but I think this is what my mind was doing. I think all our minds were doing this. And they were doing this with me when they were looking at me, was, okay, what do they look like without the mask? And from their eyes, you were assuming what below their eyes looked like since you couldn't see it. And now without the mask, you're seeing it. And that's why it looks strange because your mind had one assumption of what they would look like, but they look a little bit different. And I'm sure that happened from my students towards me as well. Now, most of them knew I have a beard, but I did have a couple of kids the first day go, you have a beard? They had no clue. I mean, for the most part, my mask covered up the beard. The only place you could really see it was right around the ear where sideburns are. And they could have just assumed that that was just longer hair. Or, I mean, they just didn't know. Or they didn't really look at that part. So look at the front of my face. So I look strange to them. They look strange to me. And it's getting to be adjustment to realize what my students really look like. Not that any, they're all, they're all beautiful. They're not, they're not, nobody looks funny. It just was strange. And I hope you understand the point I'm trying to make. It's, it's not to belittle anyone. It's just to say they weren't matching up to what my mind thought they would look like. So I have to readjust to what they really look like. And they have to readjust to what I really look like. And that's really the more scarier point because I'm pretty ugly. And the last thing I took away was my ability to hear again. For a year and a half, it seemed like every day, every class period, I would have to ask a kid to repeat themselves. You don't realize how much looking at a person's lips helps you to hear. Especially as you get older and your hearing is kind of going a little bit. So I would always ask, can you repeat that again? I'd have to walk closer to their desk. I'd have to lean my ear in because it was being muffled by the mask they were wearing. And if they weren't very loud to start with, it was almost impossible at times to hear what they had to say. Sometimes I'd ask, ask a student nearby, can you repeat what they said? I, mean, I apologized for it. I felt horrible for it. And it did put an added stress onto my work day because... You know, that, that need for having to hear so I could address their question or see if they have understanding of what we we're going over. And on the first Monday without masks, it was the first day that I did not ask any student in a year and a half to repeat themselves. 
I heard everyone fine. And that obviously was a relief and took a little stress off of me as well. But the best thing about going mask optional for me was to see smiles in my classroom again. Every one of my students have a beautiful smile. And this actually see them enjoying the lesson you've created, laughing at the appropriate times. You could hear the laughter. Now you can see the laughter as well. I mean, so much of our face radiates who we are. And I know, I'm not going to get into like studies that have con- talked about the concerns about wearing a mask and the, um, the implications for a child's social and emotional well-being because they're there. And I really haven't read a lot of them yet to make an informed decision. But I do believe, I believe just from knowing, living life, how much a person's face is part of their expression of who they are, they, they're, how expressive they can be, how you can look out into the classroom and you can tell by their faces, their full faces, if they're connecting, if they're listening, if they're bored to death. And that's coming back without the masks on. Getting to see my students' beautiful faces and beautiful smiles and they seeing their classmates' beautiful faces and beautiful smiles was the best thing about going masked optional after a year and a half. Thank you for joining me on the Parent Teacher Conference podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this podcast with friends. They can be teachers, they can be parents, they can be someone who's just interested in education and parenting. If you have a comment, a question, or an idea for a future topic, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. Remember, a good teacher cares deeply for their students. But good parents love those students, their children, 